and latala inspired it. Oha rabbuka ila nahu anittakhidhi minal jibali buyuta wa minal shajari wa rumma ya'rishun. So that inspiration that Allah Ta'ala put into the bee, that you make your hives in certain places where it's going to be away from any kind of dirt, etc. And then how the bee goes about making its hives, that hexagon, hexagonal shape, and the perfect hexagon that it makes in the entire hive, and how it runs the hive, that itself is a complete lesson in itself, that what a manifestation of Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat is in the bee, and Allah has mentioned this in the Qur'an Sharif, that to what extent there is organization and the distribution of duties and how things are communicated and what extent of care is taken to ensure that there is no contamination of that honey that is being produced in the hive and subhanallah it's such a fascinating and amazing qudrat of Allah Ta'ala that how the bee conducts its function now that was the hidayat of the bee that's the wahi, the inspiration to the bee and that is the hidayat but then there is the hidayat that Allah Ta'ala has put forward to those who are mukallaf, who are responsible, who have been given a very high level of understanding compared to other creatures, other creation. That is insan and jinnat. Other creation don't have that level of understanding and that level of intelligence. So they are not mukallaf, they are not obligated for aspects of being. They have been created for a function, they continue with their function and whatever is their purpose that they have been created for, they carry on and they live their life and their diet. And on the day of Qiyamah, there would be no hisab kitab for them, there is no accountability for them. Allah Ta'ala will say, Kunu Turaba, and all these creatures will become dust. But insan and jinnat are mukallaf, they have been given a very high level of understanding compared to the rest of the creation and therefore they have been obligated with regards to deen. Now the hidayat that has been put forward to them is the hidayat of the straight path, the path that reaches Allah Ta'ala, the path to Jannah. So one is now that hidayat that the person now comes into Iman. Allah Ta'ala blesses with that hidayat that the person turns to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala opens the path of Iman for him. Now a person has become a mu'min and then one is the ordinary believers but then the very high ranking awliya of Allah Ta'ala and then beyond that is the sahaba kiram and beyond them obviously Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa everybody decided ihadina surat al-mustaqeem so one is the level of hidayat that a person comes into iman but then there is a level of hidayat which we term and call tawfiq the true hidayat tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala this is the blessing from the side of Allah Ta'ala that gives the person the ability to do whatever Allah Ta'ala is pleased with, to do more in terms of Allah Ta'ala's worship and ibadat. And if it's not for this tawfiq, then a person will not be able to lift one finger to do any righteous deed. He won't be able to move his lips to say one subhanallah. He'll be sometimes in an environment that is very conducive to be doing ibadat. It might be the 27th of Ramadan, he might be even in the Haram Sharif, he might be sitting in front of the Kaaba Sharif. So that Tawfiq Allah Ta'ala blessed him with, but if he is indifferent and as a result the Tawfiq doesn't come to him, 
that though he's sitting right there at that time, in such an auspicious time, such an auspicious place, but he'll be sitting and dreaming. He won't be making any ibadat at that time. Let alone sitting and dreaming, worse than that, if he slips, he'll be sitting in front of the Kaaba Sharif, the 27th night of Ramadan, he'll be sitting there and making ghibad, sitting to, talking to somebody next to him and making ghibad. He'll be sitting at the Kaaba Sharif and instead of being engaging in some amal, some ibadat, making dua to Allah Ta'ala, he'll be taking selfies there. That will become his story. If the tawfiq doesn't come, and tawfiq comes, yahdi ilayhi mayyuneen. To the extent that a person shows the talab to Allah Ta'ala, he shows the eagerness, he takes steps to gain the tawfiq, the tawfiq comes from Allah alone. The one part of it is, he is obligated to make the effort, but the giver is Allah alone. So how much of yearning there is in his heart, then the tawfiq comes. And with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala, then a person progresses in deen. So this is the need that a person has to keep asking for this hidayah. And therefore every rakat, every salah, every rakat, he will keep repeating ihdin as-sirat al-mustaqeem, because at every step he is in need of this hidayah. This hidayah in deen is obvious that to get to closer to Allah Ta'ala, to be able to do the requirements of deen, fulfill his ibadah, fulfill his faraih, wajibah, then further tawfiq to now fulfill the sunnats of Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, all the sunnats, salah, etc. obviously, and then the mustahabbat and the adab, and the more he goes deeper into it, this is all based on the tawfiq that comes from the side of Allah Ta'ala, otherwise the person will keep making excuses for himself. He'll find some way or the other to say, well, this is fine now, leave this out, that is fine now, it's not so serious and not so important, leave that out. All this is not just that a person now has become very uh, deep in his research now that he found out this was not too necessary and that was not too necessary, the toffee went away. Toffee went away, otherwise, if toffee is there, then the Sahaba Kiram, they were very eager to do even the minutest things. The incident we discussed or said last night in the aspect of the muraqaba of Mam Shibli Rahimahullah, as he's passing away, but at that time too he asked for the khadim to help him make wudu, but the person forgot to make khilal and he was too weak to be able to say anything. He couldn't raise his hand all the way, so he just managed to put the khadim's hand to his beard. And while that khilal was being made, he passed away. Now this was the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala took him in a condition that he was, that adherence that he had to the sunnah in his life and that care that he took, so that tawfiq came at the end of life as well. That tawfiq came at the end of life, that now while his moth is coming but he's going in this very detailed adherence to the sunnah of Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So what a Mubarak moth, this is the tawfiq. فَمَا تَوْفِيقِ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ The Qur'an Sharif itself, the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala declares it to us, for us to express it, فَمَا تَوْفِيقِ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ The tawfiq comes from Allah alone. And therefore this is a dua to keep asking, this is part of the effort for that tawfiq to come. Dua, that is the most important effort in fact. Otherwise as mentioned, a person will be sitting in the masjid, and which is a very common thing, people came few minutes early, that too is mashallah, the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala, a person came early, so now he's there, or he was there by chance now, he didn't really mean to come early sometimes. The person thought the salah was later, he came away. 
when I came in, I was early and I was wondering what to do, how to pass this hand. Person is in the masjid now, he has the opportunity to make some tilawah, to just sit down and make some zikr or some tasbih, but instead he'll be looking at the clock. Looking at the clock and ticking a countdown. How many minutes left now? Three minutes left. Now it's two minutes left. Now he's counting the seconds. Now, out of that, what did he gain? And in that time, if the salah is going to commence one minute late, it's still going to commence one minute late. His countdown is not going to make it spring into action. That now the Imam Sahib has delayed few minutes now because he counted down out of nowhere the Imam Sahib will be there on time now. But now he is counting the seconds, count down what it helped him. But in that moment, in that amount of time, he recited Tasbih, that Tasbih would be a very great bounty and benefit to him. After moth, person can make a million Tasbih, but that million Tasbih, they were those pious personalities who had asked Allah Ta'ala that like the incident that is mentioned about Sabit Munani Rahimahullah, the very special student of Sayyidina Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala and he used to make this dua, he had a very great attachment with Salah. And he used to make this dua, Ya Allah, if you ever give anybody the bounty of Salah in the Qabr, Ya Allah, you grant it to me. Whereas the Qabr, Qabr, there's no Amal. Person, mashallah, was a pious person. Qabr is the place to sleep now, and to enjoy that na'mat of whatever Allah will bless in the Qabr. But his enjoyment was in his Salah. He probably was wondering now, how am I going to pass my time in the cover? Some people wonder that now, how they will manage to sleep so long nights. These are the pious people that now such a long night in winter, Isha is early, and after Isha, I'll get to bed earlier. Such a long night, they are waiting now for the middle of the night to wake up and worship Allah. And some wonder that now this whole night, too short still. Fajr came away too quickly. So now, the bread is also now seeking refuge now, enough. I had enough also, but this person feels that now he didn't have enough. The point is that this coffee, now the person is sitting in the masjid, he's right there, but he's looking left, side, who's coming, who's going, what's happening. And all the time the minutes are ticking away, which could have been, he is there, which could have been engaged in some amal, and so much to gain, this is tawfiq. At the extent that tawfiq comes, now the person will be able to do something that will benefit him, will take him closer to Allah Ta'ala. That tasbih will be recited, some istighfar he'll make, some tilawah he'll make, he'll engage in some dua. All this is purely the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala. But to the extent we show that talab, Allah Ta'ala will open the door of tawfiq. So therefore, we are all the time in need of this dua. There is no point in time that the person is not in need of this dua, Therefore, multiple times daily, we are to be asking this dua. Now, therefore, that is the important thing, that while reciting Surah Al-Fatiha, as mentioned previously also, Maliki Yawmiddin, to bring that, let the day of judgment flash before us. That that day is coming. I have to give an account of my deeds. And if there's some extra effort was required to get something done in terms of deen, the Maliki Yawmiddin, this is not gone in vain, the day of Qiyamah is coming, Allah will recompense it. Something went haywire, don't think I'll get away, I must make Tawbah from this, otherwise day of judgment is coming. So likewise, this too should be with the mindset and with the focus of the heart towards dua that I'm asking Allah Ta'ala. This is something that I am desperately in need of and I need to beg from Allah Ta'ala for this hidayah. So, ihdinas sirat al-mustaqeem.
of the straight path, the path that leads to Allah Ta'ala. Sirat al-Mustaqeen, the straight path is the path that leads to Allah Ta'ala. Everything that takes a person closer to Allah Ta'ala is part of Sirat al-Mustaqeen. Everything that leads to the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, that is Sirat al-Mustaqeen. So a person came to the masjid, so he's walking to the masjid, he's walking on Sirat al-Mustaqeen. Just as an example, and a person is going out in the path of Allah Ta'ala to learn deen, to be able to bring deen in his life, to bring the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala alive, so that too is part of Sirat al-Mustaqeen. Person came for Atikaf, so now that too is a means to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, as part of Sirat al-Mustaqeen. Person goes to study deen, that is part of Sirat al-Mustaqeen. Any path that takes him closer to Allah Ta'ala, any step that is taken on the path of Haqq, that is obviously a very essential thing. He is not going to learn something that is in a place of Qatil, uh, going to learn somewhere where the Aqaid are not correct, etc. Learning from some scholar of some sort who is now teaching Deen, but he is far away from Deen himself. He is away from the Sunnah of Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He is in the way of Something else Allah knows, that won't take a person to Sirat al-Mustaqeen. So the straight path is that path that leads to Allah Ta'ala. It starts off with the Aqaid being correct, Iman being correct, and then the A'mal being correct, and then developing those A'mal, the A'mal of both extends the external A'mal, the internal A'mal, the Zahir and Batin. All this being correctly according to the Qur'an and Sunnah, all this leads to the Sirat al-Mustaqeen. Now the Sirat al-Mustaqeen simply defined is the path of the Qur'an and Sunnah. That is the Sirat al-Mustaqeen. Because there cannot be any other path that's going to lead a person correctly. So it is the path of the Qur'an and Sunnah. Now, this is what we are asking for. Ya Allah guide us to the straight path. Allah Ta'ala Himself is giving us the manner of making this dua. This is such an essential dua that we have to make this dua in every rakat of every salah and the dua is essentially we are asking to be guided to the path of the Qur'an and Sunnah but Allah Ta'ala further now defines Sirat al-Mustaqeem so that it doesn't be it's not left to anybody to now define it on their own accord Allah Ta'ala Himself is defining it and defining it in a way that it's part of Surah Al-Fatiha and has to be also recited every day, in every rakat, in every salah and keep reminding ourselves of this definition of Surah Al-Fatiha that Allah Ta'ala Himself has given. So now, as mentioned, that the Sirat al-Mustaqeem is the path of the Qur'an and Sunnah. Anything that has shifted from the path of the Qur'an and Sunnah is not part of Sirat al-Mustaqeem. But Allah Ta'ala defines the Sirat al-Mustaqeem for us in these words Ya Allah guide us to the straight path, Sirat al-Ladheena an'amta alayhim, the path of those whom you have favored. And then further, this is the positive part of the definition, and then the negation in the definition, غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَدْبَالِينَ Ya Allah, not the path of those who have, upon whom your anger has been, your wrath has descended, and neither those who are astray. Not the Maghdub alayhim. Maghdub alayhim, those upon whom Allah's anger was descended and who became the victims of the anger of Allah Ta'ala. And neither those 
who were led astray. The Mahdub Alihim, the Mahdub Alihim refers to the Yahud. They were people among them who were very knowledgeable also. They had the knowledge of the Torah, but they became the victims of their desires and especially the desire of material wealth for the sake of the dunya they sold away their being and as a result they became a curse they chose the dunya over the path of deen and as a result the curse of Allah Ta'ala came upon them they are the Mahdub Alihim they went to such an extreme in this regard of dunya over the path of the Anbiya of the time that they even killed so many of the Anbiya this was very extreme and they became a curse as a result of this the Mahdub Alihim and the Nasara, one of Dalim refers to the Nasara they went astray in another extreme they raised the Anbiya to the level of divinity they gave them the position Na'udhu Billah, they took them to the position of Allah they made Isa Alayhi Salaam, Na'udhu Billah, the son of Allah Ta'ala and Uzair Alayhi Salaam, they raised him to the level of divinity so they went astray in this extreme as a result they too were totally gone so we are asking Allah Ta'ala for protection from these two groups meaning the path that these two groups took the path of getting uh, engrossed in the dunya in such a way that dunya comes above deen or moving things away from their position and elevating it beyond where Allah Ta'ala has placed somebody's position all this is something we are seeking refuge from the first part of this was Sirat al-Ladheena an'amta alayhim Allah guide us to the path of those whom you have favored now this is again little uh, very concise Al-Ladheena an'amta alayhim so another ayat of the Quran Sharif further defines this Al-Quran yufassiru ba'adu ba'da some ayat of the Quran Sharif make tafsir of other ayat of the Quran Sharif so the tafsir of this is in another ayat Allah Ta'ala says مِنَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ Who are the مُنْعَمْ عَلَيْهِمْ Those whom Allah has favored so The highest category of those who are favored with Anbiya Alayhi Salaam But then further Allah says مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّقِينَ The Anbiya Alayhi Salaam that's the highest level That is something that nobody can achieve by his efforts That's purely Allah Ta'ala's selection and the last Nabi of Allah Ta'ala was Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam there is no Nabi to come after him he was the last and final messenger of Allah Ta'ala but then Allah says that the silsila will continue Anbiya won't be anymore after Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam but the category of the Siddiqeen the Siddiqeen they are the highest level of awliya after the Anbiya Alaihi is the category of the Siddiqeen the Siddiqeen, there will be various levels and stages among the Siddiqeen the greatest level of the Siddiqeen was that of Siddiqi Akbar but the door of Siddiqiyat will remain open till Qiyamah but obviously the Siddiqs of the Zamana that will come they will not be able to compare one fraction to the Siddiqeen among the Sahaba Ikram and among the Sahaba Ikram, the greatest Siddiq was Siddiq Akbar others couldn't compare to his level also so the Siddiqeen also will continue to Qiyamah the Shuhada 
and the salihin, the righteous, pious people. So in other words, now we are asking Allah Ta'ala, Allah guide us to the path of the Anbiya and then now after that, the path of the Siddiqeen, the Shuhada and Salihin. So now the Siddiqeen, Shuhada and Salihin, how do the Siddiqeen become Siddiqeen? The Shuhada give their life in the path of Allah Ta'ala and they are accepted as Shuhada, so they are also people who were on a path that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. And the Salihin, they are Salihin, the question is how they became Salihin. So the Siddiqeen also, because they were on the path of the Anbiya That's what then brought them eventually to the level of the Siddiqeen. That they excelled in following the path of the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. And likewise the Salihin didn't get to the level of the Siddiqeen. They did not manage to get to that very elevated level. But nevertheless they were also pious. And they became pious also because they followed the way of the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is saying, Ya Allah, we, we, we are to make dua, guide us on the straight path, the path of the Anbiya Salam, the Siddiqeen, the Shuhada and Salihin. Whereas what is actually being referred to is the path of the Quran and Sunnah. So then what was the reason that this was now stated in the manner it is stated? So obviously this is a very big lesson. This inshallah requires a little bit of explanation. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq tomorrow. Allah Ta'ala make it easy.